0: Hey, welcome to the most special episode of the Low-Key Podcast we've ever done. I'm Tim Beloy. With me as always is one of my co-hosts, Aaron Lanton, and we have two special guests this week. One is our other co-host, Keith Denny, who this week is a guest and the producer of Keith Denny's debut film, The Moment, Charles W. Bush. Uh, We talk about movies for more than 100 episodes for the more than the last 100 episodes we've been talking about movies and like what we would have done and how we would have made them and keith just went off and made one and it's good and much of the credit goes to him he wrote it much of the credit goes to charles because he got it to the screen i don't even know what to say i'm just so impressed with you guys we have a million questions but first congratulations
1: thank you thank you thank you so much (laughs)
0: Yeah. Man. So, do you want to run down what the moment is, like what it's about? And are we doing spoilers? Yeah. Oh, I good mean, question. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess
1: we can. I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's just thirty minutes. I mean, <laughs> 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 I, I just want to set the ground. Rules hard, so We kept going. Yeah, it's hard not to kind of spoil a thirty-minute film. So, yeah, um, yeah. essentially, just to give give you guys a. Um, Audience out there, a rundown of what the moment is about. It's about a young woman who has been in a relationship for um, an extended period of time, and then one day she goes out and she meets this guy that she thinks may or may not be her soulmate. And so, um, from there in the film, she has to make a decision: do she um, stick with what she knows or move out into something, you know, something different with this new guy? So that's the gist of it. And that's a that's a good elevator pitch, right? i have been working on it, yeah <laughs> <laughs> try to work on these quick little pitches real quick, so
2: so yeah, yeah it yeah. was you it got you got some weird. of the buzzwords like soul made up in there, you know right, right, right no, a lot of, but I, but i I think it does live up to its bill and does a pretty good job of um really laying out this premise in a way that I found um to be really uh relatable and sounds like you know a situation that you know you would assume people might actually go through who have a moment where they meet an individual just out in space and then it's like wow i really click with this person but this is like some of the worst timing you know <laughs> usually is, right yeah yeah exactly especially when it's like too good to be true kind of moments you know
1: right right
0: and this, I really like wild travels, how you know you find out little bits about her relationship and why her current relationship is struggling and you don't give it away in any heavy handed way like there's no big reveal or anything like that you just have to watch the movie closely and you get this whole layer of emotion to it that you might not pick up on initially and that's what's really has stayed with me for the last few weeks since I got to see this it's like it's such a tragic story at the bottom and I don't know, I thought you all conveyed it really, really well, and it felt very, very real.
1: Appreciate that. Appreciate
3: yeah, that. Keith Keith directed this just, I mean, awesome with him being um, a first-time director. I guess, Keith, you always say on, on this scale, because he's like, I did a, uh, another short, but it was very small, so I guess this <laughs> is his, his debut. But, uh, right. I mean, he did an awesome job, and I was just blown away being a, a producer on set. Seeing him do his magic, um, and because because the way you know you with characters and with actors, sometimes they they see they read their scripts and they say, "Hey, this is what I want them to be." And Keith allowed them to do whatever they needed to do, but he had a way of letting them know, "Hey, give give me this." Um, that was just I don't know, it was just awesome to me. So I was I was blown away with the job he did with the actors.
1: Yeah. I appreciate that, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm just blown away at how quick Charles put all this together. to Be honest with y'all, I literally <laughs> just sent him a script and said, "Look, read this thing," and he like, "Okay, we about to make this type of thing." Well, let, let me tell you why. <laughs> let me
3: tell you why. Because Keith could have went to any other producer. Let me tell you why he came to. Because he thinks I'm a sap. No, he that thinks, ain't. What he, <laughs> thinks, he thinks I'm a sap, and so he was like, "Oh, Charles, like these goofy romantic." comedy drama movies so let me just give it to him and see what he thinks and he knew what i was gonna do he, he know i love romantic comedies and things like that. So that's why
1: he chose me no nah, that, that's not why <laughs> that's not why now i i i based the story off of something that i felt like you would like because i wanted to work with you and because of course i wanted to do something for randall my my girl to star in and and it just seemed like it would be like you know, easy, uh, not a easy, but it'd be a smoother transition to work with you and something that you actually could be passionate about and something that she can kind of step into in a sense. So now nah, it's not because I think you sad I mean, I like romance movies sometimes I when I'm in the mood, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, don't let the beard and the bald head fool, you, you know, there's a softy in there. Yeah, I'm super <laughs> Like Aaron been knowing me since, since like, what, ninth, Ninth grade, high something school. Something like it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's seen me in all my like little simp moments. I
2: wouldn't
1: have called him that exactly, but I would have been a little. Oh, that,
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> what they were. That's um, funny. No, nah, I mean, but he, yeah, he, I mean, he's always had that soft side. I mean, I think the thing with him historically is you might have expected something a little flashy, a little more fantasy, stuff like that. But that's he's the it. thing about keeps writing, it's always been really strong, his character. Mm -hmm. and so you know if you can you know give him some inspirational direction he'll infuse it with you know things that really can work if if you know you have the right cast that can you know really just give themselves to that character and I thought like it really did work I mean there are things that I just really felt like stuck out like the the uh, scene where The couples are sitting together, you know, for brunch and kicking it. Um, You know, it really felt like those awkward moments, those uh, those pauses, those long pauses you would put in having them kind of, you know, like because that's on the page, but you have to direct that, too. And and, yeah, and I really thought that, you know, the way that that felt off that tension that is in those scenes between the couple's relationship and themselves was really interesting. I mean, I'm calling uh, Leon and Logan a couple, but for that moment, they're a couple.
0: Yeah, that moment, to film a moment where two couples are having, and again, not necessarily a couple, but two pairs of people are having a conversation across a table. It's like you can imagine in your head, but to actually write it on the page and then convey it to the screen is a really difficult thing to do. And the part where Logan's friend, I forget her name, but she was really, really good. What was her name? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was awesome. Where she's just like, what are you guys talking about over there? Like that just felt so real. And the other thing, the very opening scene where this guy comes up and approaches Logan for the first time, like you've seen that in real life so many times, how awkward that interaction is of like guy walks up to a woman in a coffee shop and they almost never click. But like sometimes somehow it works out. I think you just got a scene that felt completely real and felt like one of those shocking moments where they do actually find a connection and it isn't just him hitting on her and her not telling him to go away and i don't know just the pauses there and like the way that he pauses and sizes her up and sort of figures out what she's all about and figures oh. out his approach i thought that was really good i love that they bond over this book that i never heard of before but <laughs> <laughs> promised i was gonna google later <laughs> what's the book
1: it's it's some book by eckhart um the power of now what is it what was is it, it the for? power of now yes because i okay. have one of his books and um uh, I kind of read it because of the moment really mm-hmm. and um just to kind of get an understanding of like what a character like um logan would actually be in and what she believes in and stuff like that mm-hmm. um uh, now what you gonna say i'm sorry
3: i was gonna say tim spoke about tia i was gonna say that uh, a lot of people gave tia praise because at the premiere and i only know this because Keith told me i I hate I, admit, I had to miss the premiere, mm-hmm. but uh, Keith said that uh, a lot of the the people's like, you played that that character because she's not ghetto. She's not at all. She She's not any of what you saw on the screen. Total opposite. And we as creators, usually because we're kind of when it's a low budget, we're kind of scared sometimes to. So uh, we want to write stuff for people like, oh, this this person seems like they're like this, so let's give them the role so it could be good, uh, mm-hmm. you know. But we didn't do that. We didn't do that this time. These people came in, especially Tia came in and said, "Hey, this is who Keith wants us to portray," and they took it on. So, so. Right.
2: She reminds me of somebody too, and yeah, I that's its crushing thing. me. It's crushing me that I just cannot remember. But like her energy, it's a very similar vibe. Like I can tell, like. You know she has definitely studied up you know even beyond the person i'm thinking of this in my head because that person felt that character felt like a person like it felt like people I, I know how they talk how they how they move how you know just their energy you know how they use it you know their, their body language like all of it so yeah it was just real fun um because it, it felt like the actors really did um kind of engage with you to kind of get a sense of what they should be doing and how they should be reacting and i think the really the best example of that overall um was leon like he was Uh very very um just it just felt like he was always just pivotal in a scene like he, he just brought good energy and it felt persuasive listening to him that he should you know um be given an opportunity to see where that go with Logan, and it was just interesting because um, you know at the end of the film when he says to her and, and um, it's verbatim not with me now but basically he says that you know you're holding on to something that you know is already you know There's not gonna lead to nothing like it. you should take this opportunity we're sinking right now let's make this happen I've been manifesting stuff left and right you see it mm-hmm. I see it. Let's make this happen. Let's take a chance. Um, and yeah, it, I don't know. If I were her, that would have been pretty convincing to me. That would have been quite a day. <laughs> they <would have> <laughs> uh, uh.
0: The cool thing is, usually in a movie like this, where like a woman is with this one guy who's at home and they're going through some trouble, and then some other guy like swoops in and seems like kind of a cool player dude, the, the player dude, you're going to stack the deck and have him turn out to be a player. You're going to have him turn out to suck at the end. And Leon's actually a good guy. Like He's never... He, I, I don't think he ever really does anything that shows his cards as being a bad guy. He's kind of right. Like maybe she should leave her boyfriend, Devin, but you just don't know where it's going to break at any time. I mean, there was a point in it where I was like, is this going to turn into a time travel show? Because there's, only- <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there was so- the way you set it up, there were so many ways it could have gone and it could have gone with him turning out to be a bad dude. It could have gone with like a groundhog day type scenario where things keep repeating um, as she tries to get out of this rut just always kept me guessing, but the thing you guys chose to do just felt like the most honest and real thing, which I, I just had so much respect for that, like that it went through to the end and told a logical, grounded human story, as opposed to taking kind of a cheap way out. It just felt like a much more powerful movie because of that. And I mean, I really do think about, you know, what is going to happen to their relationship and will they be okay? And What is she going to end up back with Leon? Like things like that, Mm -hmm. which I don't know. I don't think a movie does that unless it feels really real and really grounded. Mm.
1: Yeah. Uh, No, I was going to say something that you had said, Charles, once before about how when you first read the script, one thing that you noticed that Devin was not like a bad guy. Like whereas Devin, Tim talking about how Leon isn't a bad guy, but Devin also isn't a bad guy. So right. you know, usually in these romance films, there's an incentive for the woman to leave her current boyfriend or fiance to be with this other guy because that guy usually sucks. <laughs> the guy that she's currently with. Whereas in this, because I I kind of wanted to go with that. Like sometimes things in relationships not because this person is a bad person but people do grow apart then also yeah and that's, tough. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. tough and also there's communication too right like there's a lot of um logan not communicating her thoughts and how she feels and her emotions throughout the whole film right but then also on one end there's how Devin response to her trying to communicate and trying to connect with him. And so there's that lack of communication that's going on also. So anyway, what yeah. were you about to say, Charles? My bad.
3: I was going to uh, listen to to uh, Tim and Aaron talk about the film. And I've submitted to so many different film festivals. So it's a couple of questions that always comes up. And I go to a lot of film festivals as well. So it's a couple of questions that always comes up um, in the film and a, in a couple, well, the main one is, you know, what was the budget? And I always like to hear what people say what the budget is. And I don't know if Keith has talked to you, or if you guys have looked that I think I already put it on IMDb. I don't know if I put the uh, deal there, but anyway, um, I want to know because it was a shoestring budget, but a lot of people are always surprised at what we can do as a team, as far as how we can make things look as far as the budget. Do you guys know what the budget is? Was I don't. Yeah. So you looking at the film and with whatever knowledge you have, what do you guys think the budget was? Mm.
0: Okay. I kind of right. know what the actors got paid. I, I know you needed some sets. I'm going to guess people gave you some sets. Um, I know the coloring was very good. The editing mm. was very good. So you paid those people. I'm going to go with... I, this is every, every everybody I know who's made a film hates talking about this because like it's so touchy <laughs> and <you know, laughs> they <don't> can go wrong <laughs> but I'm going to say 50 to
1: 100 that's where I would go to, to, to
0: 100 so-
3: 50 to 100,000 uh, <laughs> more <laughs> yeah. okay so is that Aaron
2: I have no clue guessing? yeah that'll probably be, I mean yeah yeah it would be okay would be right so
3: i think i've kind of lost count keith you have to it's it's between 12 and
1: 15k shit I think nice job if, you, if you're considering like the soundtrack
0: mm. stuff then it is more 15k I would yeah. Say. yeah damn good job because wow. it's half an hour long like this is like this is getting toward feature length i mean more than short length that mm-hmm. that's excellent no
2: nah, that's crazy
3: yeah. And 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 um, again, going to different I've been to so many different film festivals, like I've submitted last time I looked, it was like two hundred and ninety two wow. submissions to film festivals. And we've gotten like 68 selections out of those. And I've been to probably over 20 film festivals, meaning in person right and so um, with that that's one of the questions and I always ask too about that and, and of course I like to see what what people are shooting with because I'm like if you can make this look like this off this budget and like you said Tim res- you know using your resources but that's the total budget the 15k including like everything wardrobe food like all of the stuff that doesn't even you know, hit as far as technical camera uh lenses and things that are lighting. And so I wanted to hear what you guys thought because um the the other one that Keith has written, that budget is probably going to have to be hundred K, which we hoping to make it
1: look like two million. Oh yeah, that he just um Charles just finished reading a long way from Eden. Okay. Okay. A
0: long Way from Eden kills. I've read that too. That is a fantastic. I keep
2: meaning to sit down and read it. I'm gonna do it this week, no matter what. It's gonna happen, Aaron. I was once you, wasn't I, Keith? I was once you. Uh, yeah.
3: meaning like, I
1: thought Aaron was gonna finish it before you thought.
2: <laughs> no, but like no, because normally Keith is send me some, and and I will read it pretty quick. But my kids yeah. been sick. My wife had a concussion. Other weird stuff happened. It was just like, Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna and get to not it. lot going on, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, bad job. That, so yeah,
3: that yeah, film.
0: Know
2: yeah
0: when you start reading it you're gonna finish it in one setting because I started reading it at like 11 o'clock at night I was like I'll read like three pages and then I'll just fall asleep reading it and Mm -hmm. I got halfway through and then the next day like as soon as I woke up finished it like it's really good all right yeah it's I mean I think the moment's good I think I think it's actually better
2: well I want to ask something too because we're talking about production stuff too um I remember the dates escape me now but i can tell you for a fact that you know filming started after the pandemic had been going so i wanted to ask you know what were some of the greatest challenges that y'all faced um during the filming process and and how long did you film I, that's escaping me right now i can't uh, remember charles could better answer that one. Oh my <laughs> gosh
3: we we had many challenges especially we have a COVID compliance officer that's on set and
1: slash assistant uh, director.
3: Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, did the and music, so, I believe,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Didn't she sing the song? Yeah, the mute? She did a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. she did. Yeah, she,
2: she, she's multi-talented. Yeah. Uh, and so... Hey, what's her name? So I just want to give her a shout
3: out. Uh, Sharan Keaton. Yeah. Alright, alright. Yeah. Right. yeah, and so she... Uh, that was different. Like, we was... We were saying, okay, well, they can have their mask on this way and they'll be facing this way when they dance on the club scene. And then we can shoot it this way and have them turned around. It was so many ideas that we had to think about that I was like, no, it, it needs to be authentic. We can't we can't do this. And it was, we went back and forth with that, having people in and out, having people show up on time, having everybody go out. Because we had a United Nutrition shop that we turned into a jazz club. And okay. so everything that you see in that jazz club, It it was it was really bare, but, you know, glasses, lighting, pictures, you know, all of that we brought in. And -hmm. so we had so many people show up that we didn't expect and we had to have them sit in the car. It was just it was a lot. And I I pride myself on having a great, well-oiled machine running set. Mm -hmm. And I want people to want to come back. I want them to, you know, enjoy themselves. Some, that was very hard to do under COVID circumstances yeah. because I couldn't have everybody in one place. You sit over here, you, you can't be too close. Oh, are, oh, you guys know each other. Okay. So this is the family. And that's one of the things that we came up with. We tried to get families and people that stay with each other to show up as extras nice, so they can be okay. with each other. Then we, you know, so we can do that because we didn't want a bad, um, a bad rep is oh someone caught COVID on the moment set and that's what we kept talking about because uh sharan she was in she's she's a really she's a star she's an actor too yeah so she was in um what's the breaking bad um Yeah. yeah she was in breaking bad she was in um the long shots with Ice Cube and Kiki Palmer, and many more. Mm-hmm. I'll stop there. But she was in a lot of Maggie's passage. Maggie's passage. So she's been on like million dollar sets, and she has an agent. So she comes back and she tells me all the things that they're doing in Hollywood. Okay. So nice. I'm like, okay, I need to construct, you know, from the table reads to everything like they're doing. But to answer your question, yeah, uh, yeah it was it was challenging uh, as far as how we're going to. Actually, shoot it, and I can't think of the other question you said. I was so
2: I, I, that really no, it's not for me. me. You, you, <laughs> you answered that
0: my question, plus, plus other things as well. That I would have asked had you not gotten to it. So, thank you for that. Yeah, you guys shot this in Texas, so it sounds like the moment set was the safest place you could be in the entire state. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, hey. Nah. hey i was in a i was in la at the time but that was not a safe place like man nah it was a cesspool <laughs> oh
1: but i think but it was it, a five
3: a five day shoot and
1: uh was it five days Keith? five wow it was, it was five days because that yeah. that jazz scene by itself was a day right yeah yeah mm-hmm. where, where we only worked on that one because of the setup itself and i think yeah. i'm gonna say what was it was a 14 hour shoot Yeah,
3: it It ended up being, it ended up being longer than what it should be. That was another frustration
1: because I, (laughs) (laughs) it it might've been the most frustrating day, but Mm, yeah, um, it was, but I think just like from the look of it, it was pretty good, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. It looked like a good club. It wasn't like, you know, we made like a passable jazz club. It looked like a fun club. Right. Right.
1: And I think, um, and I think I remember I was talking to you about this at one point, Tim, where one of my worries in shooting during COVID was, you know, us not having enough space that's filled within the scene to make mm-hmm. it be believable that this is actually a place that people go to, even a brunch scene or whatever. And I remember um, having those worries and I talked with uh, the DP, um, was Michael Bradley, and he did a pretty good job. I think he did a, a phenomenal job as far as the look and getting the vision that I want for it. And one thing that he does, that I think is kind of different from how I would shoot something. If, you know, but I'm not a cinematographer or nothing like that, but mm-hmm. he starts shooting from the inside and then comes out. Huh. And so he starts with these close-ups and then like, kind of like filling the space with people or whatever. And then he will gradually come out where it's like, I'm, I'm, used, I'm in the mindset that you start off with your, wide shots or master shots and stuff like that. But he kind of shoots a little bit different and um, and I, I think it worked. I think it worked with the um, vision that I had for the moment. Like there's not too many scenes I think in that movie that didn't look at least somewhat close to what I envisioned in my brain. I guess mm. um what, what, you what do you
2: think that's best reflected in the film? What, like your what? vision. Like when you think about like vision like what it should look like. What, visually? Yeah, like, because you said that it kind of, it fit, like, the vision you had. So, like, what, what was kind of, like, the best version of that in the moment, do you think?
1: <sighs> I don't know. I don't know, really, honestly. Hopefully um, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the whole thing, but I'm just trying to think, what is the one, what is the one thing where I was like, man, this shit look good, good. I mean, I can tell you the park scene, I was like, damn, this looks this,
2: this, yeah. great. I like the. I mean, like, I mean, I like, I like all the other parts too. But I, that there
1: were parts of, it, especially like how it started, um, that I thought really worked well. I like the park scene because of the shots. I forget what you call them. I, is it Dutch? I it, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting all my angles. But it's the the shots that he used um, while they're having a conversation on the park man. Yes, mm-hmm. I definitely like those shots. But I'm trying to think. I think for me, it was. Um, close to the last scene when they're in the parking lot. I was thinking that too. That one stuck out to me a lot too. That's the one yeah. that stuck out to me. And, and and I definitely like when I um how it ends where it's just kind of like this this wide shot of them hugging each other. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly like how I pictured it. And I didn't think I was going to get it the way that I want to because it was this this weird thing where, where I wanted her to walk like in front of like the shops in the area where we were at. Mm-hmm. But the lights would looked they looked weird on weird. camera they looked green yeah. hmm. so we had them step out into the parking lot and that just that hmm. just worked out actually better than what i was thinking at first so we
3: <laughs> and we, uh, we had we had yeah we had lights galore but uh inside of the shop but outside we couldn't control the shopping center uh we couldn't control those lights uh unless we hmm. would have you know that was, that was a, whole nother, a whole nother thing with that. Um, you talked about some challenges too. Um, post production, I want to speak on that. <laughs> and I, I, and the reason I'm speaking on post production, I really again hated that I couldn't be at the premiere. So, the things that I wanted to say at the premiere, I haven't got a chance to say them. No,
2: and, you got the form. This is, this is it. Oh, <laughs> and so,
3: so yeah, so and, and Keith and the assistant director i don't think they spoke about it i think only because they wasn't so close to the situation or had to deal with it but so the editor we were in the process of post-production we were getting we got the I think third or fourth picture locked everything was locked and uh an unfortunate thing happened with the editor or her house got broken into right mm-hmm. and they took the drives um her computer you know other stuff from our apartment but they d- took took a lot of things like that so we were in a dilemma because the music wasn't laid yet the rest of the audio wasn't laid the credits wasn't laid and so she sent the last with well, third or fourth picture lock on OneDrive, and i still had that and I was I was I didn't tell Keith right away because I didn't want to <laughs> alarm him and he you know so what I did was I downloaded and I I edit myself so I have Final Cut so I put it in Final Cut and make sure I can you know do the things that needed to be done make sure it looked right because she edits in Adobe mm-hmm. and so color was done in Final Cut and it was a lot of things we had to go back and forth with with Michael's coloring in Final Cut 4K raw to Adobe. A finished file that wasn't the the real um, 4K size, so it was mm-hmm, what you mm-hmm. saw wasn't the actual version it should have been. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. So, so me putting it in the but, system, putting the credits, putting the music on it, that was very like challenging and, and to do itself and to then get it to to the Blu-ray, making sure it plays good on screen. So I'm still working with a couple things right now. So Keith and I have to get together on to get some things uh taken care of with audio before we send it off uh to the festivals but we were hoping to pitch it to uh different uh distribution company and the major conglomerates to uh get a feature done. So the short mm-hmm. is saying hey this is what we did with this shoestring budget you know just look at it as a trailer or whatever you want to call it but we need your money for the feature film. Man, so that's one just, of the yeah, things. you all just that we're taking
2: on. questions right out of my mouth but yeah. Perfect. Oh, uh, no. Strike but yeah, that all. I wanted to I
3: wanted to say that uh, because I know it was it was some people that was out there um, super supporting and I, I we had a we had a hundred and forty six was it Keith? Yeah, close. Well, yeah, it was hundred forty six. Wow. Yeah, one hundred forty six.
1: Probably right.
3: And that's with online and uh, at the theater that supported. But I know a lot of people with us being independent filmmakers in a small circle. Everybody is doing you know. Uh, their thing. And some people just come, let me see what this looked like. Let me see what they did. Let me ask questions and stuff like that. And I'm sure people was looking at some things with the audio bouncing around and I'm a stickler with that. So with the team that I've constructed and put together, that was one of the the things that I was, um, what's the word? I I was just uh, disappointed about. Yeah. as far as that going up and down. And I don't, you know, I'm not afraid of, to, to speak about that because everything else was good, because I know some things that we've done before. I mean, as far as audio is just awesome because I have to count. Tim asked me how many films that I've done,
2: but I really don't know. So I need to count and see what that is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be good for you to uh, go back and look at your filmography down the road. You have to, uh, I mean, plus I'm sure you know, y'all have, you know, if you look at the IMDb, it might even count it for you, shoot. I, think about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure that's...
3: Every, everything doesn't everything doesn't go to uh, IMDb. That's another thing. Um, and because when you're using SAG yeah. actors um, and you have SAG projects and you got the film insurance and all this and that, then they have people that put it on IMDb themselves and, you know, this and that. But when you're independent on our level, a producer like myself or someone else... Has to go in and put it on IMDb, and so mm-hmm. I've been working. Got some connects with this um, this lady in Atlanta. She she does uh, film insurance. So the projects that we have coming up now, everything that you've seen from us and the people that's listening, everything that you've seen from us, the production level is about to get ten times better. Uh, I've been like beating the pavement speaking to different people from uh, different cities and states to different uh, film di- distribution companies to get what we have funded or or just so I don't it, some stuff I could just sell I don't care if I have my name on it you can you can buy it you know yeah. you could <laughs> you can buy some stuff from me but some stuff I, I still want to own the rights and this and that nature but the production value is about to go way up because of the the funding and because of just the, the knowledge too um, I'm. I want to put more money in certain places in our production, and 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 not be like ah, because it's a shoestring budget, like we spoke about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we will just we're we'll just use this type of deal. I don't want to get too technical, but we'll use this type of mic. We'll use this type of boom, you know. Yeah. And we're not going to use the task and We'll use the, you know the zoom, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. we we'll want talk about people's product. Oh, you think our product sucks?
0: Anyway, <laughs> I, 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 I get, I'll endorse I Zoom. We used to use Zoom on this podcast. It, it's great. Okay. That's a great recording. Yeah. Okay, good.
3: I, I didn't want because they, they, they are. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say that they they suck, but that was just an example for <laughs> different uh, <laughs> different products. Zoom
0: X O O M, right? Not Zoom like Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I I have a I have a Zoom here somewhere. I really like it. I thought it was really good. But no, I just. When you're talking, I was thinking about this thing on Mad Men one time where they're trying to remember a jingle or they're trying to remember a tagline for an out or something. And everybody's drunk and they're like, oh, yeah, we got it. We remember it. We got this. And then they wake up the next day and they're all hungover and they're like, what was it again? I don't remember. I don't remember. And somebody says, like, the best, the best pencil. No, the worst pencil is better than the best memory. And I just think, like, you guys get it together you have all this stuff that you have to deal with. You have all this like Adobe final draft, equipment getting stolen, all of this bullshit you have to deal with. But like you committed it to print, like you got it out there, which is so much better than the person who's like, this is what it's going to look like when I get it done, which is me. Like it's going to be like this cross with this cross with this. <laughs> but what have I made? Nothing. Like oh, You made some stuff, come on. man. In paper. Yeah, able not it. on film. So you got it on film, you know. Yeah, and
2: that's a huge deal. No, I mean, that it, is a obviously,
0: massive deal.
2: Yeah, and and the thing is, keep like we we joked so much about, like, oh, man, if we just went ahead and did this, we just went ahead and did that. And during COVID, you were like, you know what, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm, I'm not letting that deter me. Pandemic be damn. I'm going to make this uh, happen, so. oh well,
1: because we didn't know if the world was going to end last year. I mean. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when you guys uh, did it, uh, what better time to make like, You media. can do that?
1: This is the first right, time right. I've heard that
2: honestly said in any media, but it's totally true. No one wanted to say something like that out loud at the time, but yeah. <laughs> And Yolo wasn't like clear that. yeah it was like where is this going <laughs> it's like oh am I still going to buy a house and this you know is what an economy?
3: and now that we're talking about that every meeting Keith did like kind of hint on that it was such a like <laughs> meat it was so we, we was at uh, what was <laughs> Fuzzy's Taco every meeting we had it was like a like I knew that this was happening with Keith it wasn't any like well maybe no it was like we got to do this this I was like this guy is really serious about this and it was because you thought the world was gonna end. Okay. That, that was it. I mean, that's
1: that's part of it. But then I, I remember <laughs> I was very, very reluctant about shooting it like around um during COVID. I remember you had told me you was like, so when I mean when would be the best time to do it because we don't know how long we're gonna be in it for the And then I had talked to my little brother about it, and he said, Well, are you are you worried about the COVID stuff or are you just trying to make an excuse not to do it?
3: Wow.
1: Uh, so, so when he said that, that was like, I don't know if that was God talking to me or what, but I was like, I, right, it's really my fear, not not the fear of COVID, but my fear of failure that's really holding me back. So I just yeah. said, you know, just do the. I was like, I gotta do the thing that I'm afraid of. So I mean, who who knows when there'd be another opportunity
0: to do it? So I was like, let's let's just do it. So. Yeah, yeah. I saw your set photos. You guys were super safe. Like you did everything yeah. you're supposed to do. Everybody was messed up. Like, I I'm so impressed. Yeah. Like I, y'all I'd be made, impressed y'all if made it made it in normal ahead. times, but it's even more impressive this way.
2: Yeah. Thank okay. you. Thank you. So I have to ask both of you guys, especially since we're you know nearing time. uh, What's next? You know, I'm sure you guys are thinking of working again. Keeps already throwing something yeah. in your inbox to take a look at. <laughs> Yeah, Man, like, I was
1: about to say something about a long way from eating earlier. What was you about to say about that one?
2: No, I just no, said, I that, know you already threw it in the inbox.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh you I, asking
2: Charles, I think.
3: Yeah. No, I was yeah, no, just saying that's, that's definitely something that's on the table, but it has to be, we're not fooling around with any shoestring budgets this time. You know, I don't want to shoot, uh, I think I told Keith, this, I don't want to shoot with anything less than 50, 50K, but we're shooting for 100K um, for it. I have a couple people lined up right now that I have to meet with, but meeting with these investors, man, it takes so much money out of you. I've went to Phoenix, Arizona, uh, Tempe, uh, it's same uh, round the corner um, and what little rock. And then places in Texas to take couples out, find wine and dine, you know, and pay this big meal husband wife or just the husband or just you know um the lady for them to say no that's the tough thing about getting money for these films because you're spending money to present this and then you know like one of my films i've raised 15k at this very moment uh, for a film called my story but Mm -hmm. for a long way from eden to get back to the point that it's the script is so good to me And I visually can see it happening. It has to be. It has to be between 50 to 100K. And nothing less. Because I have a publicist that I have. That needs to be paid. So the thing about it. It's not about making the films anymore. We can do the film festivals. Now instead of. I used to submit to like 2025. No we're going to target. You know the Sundance. The Tribeca's. We're going to target those. And then. Where is our film, film going to land after the fact? Where are we going? So the publicist is going to help out with that, so we can have other avenues to get, you know, uh, get some, some 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 press. We we need some people to know about it because uh, one of my favorite artists, Jay Cole, he said, "What's good with being the one when you're the only one that knows it?" So mm-hmm. if you got this dope film, mm-hmm. who cares? Nobody knows about
1: it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No like,
3: you know, so the pub. That's where the publicist comes in handy Um, and Keith doesn't know this, so I'm gonna break the news here. Um, I have a a project that's coming up. The budget is at this very moment is 30 K. That'll be the biggest budget film that I've ever done. Um, So the lady right now, and it's a true story. So if you, if you ever, you guys get time, if you watch the Dale Ronda hood story on BET, it's through the American Gangster series. It's the title of the film is called Big 50. So think about that movie um, set in the South in different places and it being a better story than what you saw. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that is what's coming up very soon. I've been we we're very close to getting the deal done. Um, very, very, very close to getting it done but keith um is a is a a great writer so i want him and this uh other writer to kind of go back and forth with with ideas on that script um so having script as uh script having keith as like more of a uh pre-production script i don't even know what this is called because i've never done this before but yeah. it's i have a main writer but keith will be i don't even want to say the We'll figure that out. We don't we'll know. Feel, that like a consultant, some script. I don't know.
1: We'll figure. Yeah, it out. So, yeah. something,
3: yeah. something in that. But you asked what's coming up. That's something that's definitely coming up. Um, awesome, awesome. Uh, and that would be a feature. Um, okay. And then it's a short we have coming up in January.
2: Um, yeah, we have some
3: stuff on the table, man, and I'm mm-hmm. really excited about it. Really excited about it.
2: Oh well, look, can't wait to to see more. Keith is constantly writing scripts, and you know, Long Way from Eden's one of them. He's worked on some other stuff that he's dropped. He's writing comics and all that kind of stuff. So,
0: um, some, I've said this before on the podcast. He writes some of the most realistic sounding dialogue I've ever read because that's where scripts usually go to shit. Is somebody will say like come on, we have to go rob the bank right now <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> you know, He'll like get it across, but he'll get it across in a way that it just keeps flowing. Like that's what I was saying about the Eden script. Once you start reading it, you're going to keep reading it because it really just flows. And the first scene is a very provocative scene. Like it is a page turner.
1: Right. Um, that's I appreciate you saying that because, you know, I always say I don't think my dialogue's that good, but I'm also... I probably look like a maniac if you ever see me write dialogue because I'm literally talking back and forth to myself. <laughs> I mean, he's just doing a table reading the whole time. Yeah, right? pretty much just by myself. I'm talking in the women's voice and everything. So <laughs> I like the video. I, like I can't, video, I can't oh, wait to funny. like uh, be in the Keith's place
2: one day and just he forget I'm there and he started doing all his voices. No, hey, I do. the dude who
0: wrote Mass did that. The the writer of mask, Fran Fran Katz, I think it is. Oh, uh, for real act as an actor and acted out all the characters i yeah. think that's a good
1: way to do it for some reason i just do that like i could walk i would walk around and then start typing and but i'm talking to myself but that's if the dialogue is you know um, you should just uh use voice to text and that way you can you can just walk around and write I thought about doing that i know a lot of people that do that i just haven't I, I haven't tried it out. I need to embrace it. it. It makes
2: things so much easier to like be able to like literally be l- leaning back in your chair
0: writing. There's,
1: a couple <laughs> things,
0: uh, there's like writer duet.
1: And a yeah, couple writer, of duet.
0: yeah, writer duet. Celtics does too. Um, a, a lot of different ones actually. Um, Fade In is another where you can give your characters different accents and stuff like that and have them talk to each other. Oh, wow. you hear it like red back, like you're like, this is gonna be a 50-year-old British man. This is gonna be a 20-year-old Latina woman, and they'll like give you do the dialogue in their voices, and you can hear it. And sometimes you're like, Oh shit, this dialogue is terrible. Like when you hear it read out
1: loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's yeah, better than on stage, it. and
0: you're like, oops. Oh,
1: uh, that, is, that is pretty cool, man.
2: I'm, I'm never going to use like that feature. Dialogue. That's funny. Maybe I should do that. I mean, because I, I use writer duet and I've just never done that. That's funny.
1: I was um talking to Charles the other day about writing dialogue. I don't know if you remember this conversation, Charles, and I was saying how I feel like I don't be around people enough now. Okay. So I need to start being more social so I can just listen to people talk again because I feel like the way that people talk now is just slightly different, you know, depending you know what's on. What's crazy about you saying mm-hmm. it? I went to the barbershop the other day and it's
2: cold, so I don't go as much as I as I normally do. But see, right. I I'm, I'm got a house in the suburbs now, but I go get my cut in the city. In, in the hood. And it's just you know, well, they <laughs> necessarily call called the hood, but you know, okay. look, it's okay. it's in the city. We know what's up with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I go there and it's just like, damn, like, I mean, I talk like this too but again like you said it's like the things people talking about like it's really interesting like you talk to all these people who you know have similar views that you do and it's like okay yeah blah 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 blah. then like about let's just say we're talking about the vaccine for example and you go to barbershop and they like yeah man Kyrie got a point and then you just hear all this hotel stuff start coming out of their mouth you're like oh yeah i forgot people do really like for real mess with this that's that's we and i always forget Cause I'm not here as often now, you know, it it wasn't out. It wasn't, you know, out of sight, out of mind before. And now it is. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I feel the same though. It's weird.
3: It's almost like
1: you touch a little bit.
3: Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny seeing Keith growth with him saying he doesn't like he needs to be around people more. When I first met Keith and, and I've been like blessed to have like several different like jobs in the world <laughs> that I've met people like Keith on. And then that's how I actually became a producer, is because I started with just I was an editor and just shooting. But um then I I was worked at Countrywide Home Loans, um Microsoft as a social media analyst. I worked at uh uh The Gap town <laughs> East Mall. I worked at so mm-hmm. many different places, and I keep going with that, but I met Keith 2015. And someone says, oh, you need to meet this guy. He does film. He graduated degree. And I found out he was from Memphis, he graduated with degree. And he was at the in the break room reading a book. And every time I saw Keith, he was always reading a book. And I was trying to, you know, like uh, talk to him more and hang out with this and that. And, you know, he talked to, but he kind of <laughs> like stayed to itself, you know, and, and was always reading. I was like, this guy's weird. Like, I'm not <laughs> like, it, Man, right. assessment. Like,
2: that's that's and
3: that, but that's what I that's what I said. I was like, it's just it's
2: just too much. Like I was in twenty fifteen, you just see like it'd be one thing if every now and then you saw a person with a book, but in twenty fifteen, you always saw a person with a book. You like he must be reading about how to kill people or something. Why does man always have a book? I was like, on lunch, and like it that. was
3: always on lunch. I was like, this is like you know be on the phone, eat your food, like you got to <laughs> like, on the you phone, know, eat
1: your food.
3: Like, do something else. But then, you know, as we got to work together, and I don't know what projects he was on. I had him on something. I was like, OK, this guy's cool. You know what I'm saying? And then we, you know, start working together. And that was the rest of history from there. But yeah, I just wanted to, to mention that how we met. And he was always kind of like so yeah. him saying he needs
2: to be around more people that's definitely happening now <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you, i've known him for a long time we're both introverts so sometimes it can take a moment for us to even be bothered <laughs> going I outside think, i
1: think you probably start talking to me first too in a sense like we what were we in creative writing or something i like mean but okay now yeah. that story is a little, little different problem. because we were in the creative
2: performing arts program it was only Three other guys other than myself keeps one of them. And then it's like, what, 20? a bunch of women. It a bunch, bunch of, of women, grade. ninth yeah. through 12th grade. Yeah, I mean, it was weird as a freshman coming into that. Um, <laughs> and the other thing that was strange about that is that was also, uh, you know, the year 9-11 happened. Oh, yeah, I forgot that happened that year. So that was that was crazy. our freshman year. Yeah, so I mean, like, you in a <laughs> – and even school? if Even if you ain't yeah, talking we in high high – school. School. You were talking about college of people. You normally oh. didn't at that point.
1: <laughs> I was in college. I
3: was like,
2: "Oh, hold on, what?" Where,
1: yeah, where no, nah, me that? and Aaron was fresh out of middle school, <laughs> and, and <laughs> you know, this is how wild stuff
2: was. This how you know, like nobody had a sense of nothing because you know the country thought it was untouchable, and folks in Memphis are like, "Oh, we next?" It's like, no. Nah. no, you're not." Oh next. yeah, it was
1: a scare. It was a scary moment, though. You know, and and like we were like super young at that time. So, yeah, so we met each other like at a weird period anyway, like the country was changing in a bunch of ways.
2: Technology was just starting to kind of do a new thing um, at that time. That's, you know, chat, like instant messaging isn't out like that. I mean, AIM is out there, but it's more like Yahoo chat rooms at that point and message boards are like a popular thing.
1: I so, didn't even have a cell phone.
2: That's, so that's all I about to say about you. The only thing Keith really did back then that I recall was like he played. A PlayStation, a PlayStation. uh, you got a cell phone, I think like 11th grade or something.
1: Like I had just a job, was,
2: yeah, he had a job, <laughs> but like you were just so recluse. Like, you oh my god, you had this. What was the car you had? Like a white Cadillac, something. I had a Chrysler. Oh, a Chrysler, my bad, yeah. I had
1: a, Um, a, a New Yorker, hey, really? I think it was called a Chrysler New York. That mother was old, old, it was, made <laughs> that was super old. 1978. <laughs> Seventy five. I don't know. It was the, the type your grandparents passed down to you. I had a Plymouth. Was my first car a Chrysler Plymouth?
2: That's what I was thinking of. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, the one. I wrecked it of. though.
1: That I got hit with a by an Astro van that year. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> I so that's the thing I will be telling you too. Sometimes the stories from my youth,
2: these crazy things that are just kind of random, like movies by definitely show. could put those in the stories. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Which is, okay. Hey, speaking speaking of that, I I I
3: really like dislike. I, I try not to say hey, but I really dislike when people like everybody come up to you because you're a creator and filmmaker, and they say hey, my 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 uh, my life is a movie. I, this happens. I'm like, your life probably is not that interesting. Like everybody says, like their Every, life is a movie. Like, literally, everyone, everybody like, says that. <laughs> but you, sometimes, but you, I mean, I know it's true in, in a lot of cases. But some people, you know, I'm like, get out of here get out of here (laughs) yeah i mean
0: it's important to the beginning middle and ending with like a cool (laughs) you know tie it all together title and everything else or is it just like a bunch of stuff that happened to you right
1: (laughs) and i think that's that's the thing that people get mixed up is that like even if your life is interesting if it's just a bunch of just random stories we can't do nothing, you can't really do nothing with that. Right? I would say everybody's life is interesting, but what's the thread that you choose,
2: and what's the framing that you choose to be like, here's the thing I'm going to follow? Right. Like, you could follow somebody's life, for example, how their diet changed over their life. That could or couldn't be interesting. Maybe their diet changed because they fled a war-torn country and they had to change it. Maybe they right. changed it because they saw something on TV and they said, you know, I'm not going to have gluten anymore. Just depends on what the framing is and what's important there. But you could always make a crash, you know, because, yeah. you know, crash, it was like a bunch
3: of stories that it was like something <laughs> that aligned them together, but you could just put all that together and make like
2: a gumbo movie you know that movie is so strange like it, but, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how we, we've jumped all over the place now but but crash is like people feel like that movie didn't deserve the awards it got like in looking back on it i need to re-watch it i've seen bits and pieces of it and sometimes i'll see a piece and i'm like yeah that was kind of trash and i'll see another piece i'm like that was pretty good just depends on that, where you're looking at <laughs> right no i, I agree I, I feel the same way that first thing is still hilarious though I, can't I don't know if it's meant to be that. comedy but it's really funny. And um in Crash. I can't yeah. remember I, first. I, I would they, would they rob them, they they robbed it, the uh two black guys robbed the, the white couple. You all remember that? I got it. I have I
1: haven't seen it in so oh, long. Okay, I'm yet. not even going to ruin it. Was People it like Lorraine Tate remember. and Ludacris or something? Yeah, yeah Ludacris uh-huh. was in it, yo. Um this is my thing too about like just story like I was I always tell my girl, I tell Randall how I feel like everybody is a storyteller at heart. It's just about how do you tell your story? Like, how do you structure your story? And and to me personally, I talk to Charlie. I think I talk with you guys about this is that I've always feel that it's always the character that's more important than the actual what we think is the plot itself. Like you could literally, I think you could make a movie about a person that really wants a, a, a turkey sandwich on rye. Yeah. And that's Mm -hmm. the gist of what he wants. But if you make this a compelling character, you got a good story. And sometimes, you know, in however which way you do that. Right. This is gonna sound stupid,
2: but the way you said that, and I cannot remember (laughs) the name of it, but in the Netflix film, Kate, how she keeps asking about that damn orange soda that she can't find. Like she's gonna die in like the next 12 hours. She's just like, if I could just find this orange soda, like she's like, I really wanna get my revenge, but if I could just have this orange soda, everything right, will like, be okay. Yeah, it's, she uh, technically has to die first before she gets the soda, which is really funny.
0: The Nicolas Cage movie Pig is the same idea where he's just well, trying to retrieve sorry. his pig, and it's perfect example of that.
1: Like All his right, motivation
0: is so simple, takes you through this whole mythology. Awesome movie right right it's about
1: I always think it's about how you feel about the characters at the end of the day like you could have the most epic story ever but if you don't give two shits about the character it's like point of it just like I've always liked um, Lord of the Rings I fucking love Lord of the Rings wow we are two. I I almost brought that up specifically but I kind of don't really give a shit about Frodo Baggins though and I know Mm -hmm, I'm supposed mm -hmm. to care about him but I care about pretty much I care about Sam more than I care about Frodo (laughs)
2: you know what i mean you to get us like uh i know
1: man, i mean i mean it's amazing
2: get I mean. low-key podcasts a billion bad reviews with that take but <laughs> no, I'm,
1: just, I'm i'm do people i do agree i agree but i just i, I don't say that on record normal okay okay another another fantasy story what is this um harry potter for example okay. i do like harry but that's because i i can kind of relate to the character himself Mm-hmm. So it's that relatability that you have with that character that I think makes the story more compelling, even more so than the fantasy element that he's placed in, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: you know, and he has like this whole hero's journey and stuff like that. And he has this whole thing where, you know, in the real world, his life sucks, but when he come to the wizardry world, he's like this, this hero, he's famous in this world. Right. right. And I think it's something that I think, the reason why people have been drawn to that story in particular is because of the character in his friends and stuff in those relationships. Now, the yeah. wizard shit and the witchcraft, all that stuff is fun and it's fantasy, Pegasus, dragons, all that shit. But it's most it's mostly the characters that I think that draw people to it the most. So you saying it actually gives me a good
2: thing i think we can use to, to close out because i'm really curious about this to hear from both you and charles so charles let's start with you <clears throat> so based on just kind of like your vision and all you know just where you feel like things could go in the and i'd love to look back on this years later and see you know if we get there but what what kind of project like in the best case scenario if you could just do what you dreamt of like one dream project what would that be for you as a producer and then yeah. keith as a is a director writer like what would that be for you a dream project like genre
3: or just no just, no just specifics just period
2: no, no specifics world is your oyster you know you can have it all i would want to do
3: gumbo movie i can only say call it a gumbo or casserole movie with with everything put together okay but the base will be about love the -hmm. base will be about love but it would be some demonic uh uh, action it it would be action it would have some (laughs) love in it but it would it it would be action uh but it would be um it would have, it has to have a love story in it because I feel like the world needs love. And I feel like love is stronger than fear. Some people could argue that, but we're not going to go there for right now, but I would say love, it would be action in it, but it would be some demonic things in there. It would be a lot of things about the LGBTQIA in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And because our world is full of all of those aspects when I create a film, I try my very best for the person that watching it to find themselves in it, to find an answer in it, some piece to what, what you know, they feel like that's me or something that they believe in. I, I, like, I love to do Christian films as well, but to me, it only gets to a certain place. A romantic comedy only gets to a certain place. An action movie only gets to a certain place. So, my ideal film would be having a gumbo film mm-hmm. with the underlying it being love and not love just for husband and wife, you know, uh, brother, sister, you know, sisters, cousins, and love for things, material things, all of that. So, I think, and it would be about a two and a half, three hour movie. And it will be action and all of that. And it will have talk about demonic things, jealousy, um, again, LGBTQ uh, and racism, social injustice, because we need to figure out the problem. So each film and it would be so it would be diverse, of course, but it wouldn't be forced diverse. You know, when you can tell a film you see or watch a commercial, you like, oh, there's an Asian guy, there's a black guy, there's a white guy, there's a, you know. Mm-hmm, just to mm-hmm. make it diverse, it wouldn't be that way. You would watch it and you would be consumed from what it is. And it's a it's it's almost like an eye trick. What I do with and real, real, real quickly, what I do with my cameras, I have an Eva One and an S1H. Um, the A camera, B camera, brother and sister. But since they're different cameras, sometimes the color doesn't match up. So what I do, and which I just did keep an eye shot on October 9th. I did a long dissolve. So you can't tell that the color really doesn't match up by the time you get to the other picture. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, this film, my film that I would, my magic film that I would produce, it would be that. You would watch it and not know what's really going on, but you would be affected by it. And you would go out in the world after this film and want to make some type of
2: change. That's it. That is highly ambitious. Yeah. yeah, and some I would love to see. Keith, I don't know if you can uh,
1: follow that up with, with something that's strong. <laughs> what, I, what's I, your dream I, project? I got so many projects that's like dream projects. Literally every project I make is a dream project. Even Eden is like a dream.
2: Yeah, but you you <laughs> but know, had, you know the, the
1: one that's like,
2: like you keep kind of going back to it. Like you start okay. some, you look I at it again. Like For, ah. me,
1: for me, it's the... Um, it's not necessarily a film it's um the one that that I was working on that I was going to do a comic was the the millennial man oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh-huh. um i was thinking about making it more like into an animated show okay and and like like running for you know i've always wanted to do something like that where i could have where it's me and a team of people and we're working on like this 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 uh, um kind of like an an adult you know more anime inspired type of show mhm and, and that's something that I would would love to do. Um, and I know I talked all this shit about characters and stuff, but I, I just want to, I want to make an epic. I want to make something like, like so it's, it's two things that you don't really see, I think from black creators enough, it's like a real good solid anime, right? That has not really happened yet. That's, that hasn't happened yet. And I want to be the one to do that. And also a real good solid trilogy. Like a, a, but I'm thinking more like a fa- fantasy sci-fi trilogy. No, like that's definitely into- not. Ha- well, okay. let me hold on, Well, in in in, in novels and literature, we've seen it. Right, right. Because I personally think that, I, like, like let's take Black Panther for example, right?
2: Okay.
1: I think that Black Panther has a tri- the 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 um, potential to for the second and the third movie to be like something just super amazing but i don't know if it's some about it being like within this disney marvel conglomerate that i feel like it's not oh. it can only get so big to me if that makes sense whereas it's so
2: big or it can only
1: say so much both you okay. know what i'm saying and 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 i think that there's a certain thing that i think that as um black creators that we can bring to that particular genre that has not been you know brought out really Right. That's because what I think that's yeah, why so, yeah. that's what made Black Panther as a film st- stood stood out in a sense where we've had comic book movies, we had superhero movies, but we haven't had it through this voice before. Right. Yep. So right. um I'm and I got plenty, you know, I got plenty of ideas that can fit within this and be that that thing. It's just about, you know, with a lot of time. I know Charles could speak to this. It's not even about. For me it's not about having the time to sit down and write and create these things it's about having the the people behind you to back that up you know what i mean because sometimes yeah, yeah and, and i don't know if other people you know i know you all create stuff too you between you and tim but like it's sometimes i have this angst of like if i sit up and i write this big epic thing but i know i can't actually create it what was the point in doing it you know yeah. what i mean yeah and so then it just like, then it just be like, oh, this is just a passion project. So I have to put this in the passion project box for right now. And then, but then I wind up focusing more on my energy on the projects that I know that we could possibly get the money together to do this. Even though like, even with Eden, I think we have an that amb- to me, an ambitious budget for it. But I feel that it's a doable thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But to write the next Star Wars, you got to have some money, money behind you. Right. Yeah, you know?
2: certainly. So that's, yeah, that's my answer to
1: that. So, yeah, no, I, that makes I sense. I mean,
2: real quick. what's All that? Right,
1: go ahead.
2: I want to say something real quick.
3: I wanted to encourage uh, anybody that's listening. And also keep to uh, you write a script that's, you know, ambitious and, you know, it'd be tough to raise the budget, still write it. And and Keith, you know, I know you're doing that now, but I was like that before too. We put limits on it, like we can't do that. We can't have somebody jump out of a helicopter. We can't, you know, do we just can't do these things right now. So, but I say still write it because I've I'm just getting to a point to where I can see bigger. Everything starts in our minds. You know, before I got something simple as this MacBook, which the Apple event was today, guys. I don't know if y'all saw it. It was awesome. I'm getting the new MacBook. book. I'm excited about that. But everything <laughs> starts in the mind to, before you, you know, conceive it. So all the day, I never saw myself, like, calling Lionsgate, talking to them. Like, these things are happening. And I'm just like, like, how, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now I'm just like, oh, no. Come on, scripts. What what do, what do we have? So I'm, I have a lot of um, prospectuses and um, QR codes, budgets. So when I talk to these people, they're like, hey, shoot me an email. Let's do this. Let me see this. Let, let's meet. I have it together now. So it's it's like, hey, it doesn't matter. We can have, you know, a $5 million script. But my mind couldn't do that before. So I agreed with what you said, like, well, you know, it was a waste of time writing this. But for everybody that's out there that's listening, if they think that it's a waste of time, it's okay to think that, but continue to write it. Right, write right. it anyway mm-hmm, yeah. and, and have it, you know, for for later because something will happen. But I just want to say. Right.
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. because I'm 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 not saying I, I think it just be in the back of my head thinking that it's a waste of time. Right. But but I still like like just like what you said, I still write it and I still encourage other people to write it, just like right. you said, because you just never know. And then also to that add to that point, I, it can be viewed as practice. Right. Yeah, you think if the the, even to get, if you're thinking something like a spec script. Right. Like like, kind of idea. The only way to get good at anything is that you have to do it on a regular basis, right? So, like, you got to do it and you got to fail at it. Like, before, you know, I wrote, what was that script? Beautiful Death. And yeah. And it, it was, you know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But, it, I mean, I can go back and I can change it. But once I wrote that script, it made it easier for me to write the next couple of scripts. Because... Uh, you know, I kind of learned certain things from writing that. So sometimes I think it's just it is good to just kind of get that practice. And I think it's the same thing with films. Like I think, um, and I think Charles could speak to that more, with just, you know, shoot with what you got. Like you got people shooting full-fledged movies on iPhones. Mm. And stuff is good. Like, what, what was the one we were talking about? Tangerine. Oh, yeah. That Amazing weird. film. Just shot on a um, I forget it's one of these iPhone, whatever sixes, whatever
0: it is. Like five iPhones, it's a, you know.
1: yeah. <laughs> it's a misconception
3: to that too. When people say they shot it with an iPhone, yeah, they did. Yeah, they but had. But and
0: they,
3: they they tricked shit. they tricked the iPhone out. <laughs> they tricked it out. They
2: had a lot of. <laughs> yeah, yeah like yeah, people make they been making it sound like people you know, like running around, you know, with with the iPhone
1: with two fingers. <laughs> right. <it's not> like- <laughs> There's equipment that's needed, you know, all this other stuff. But the point I'm making, just try to do what you can with what you got, pretty much, right? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of tricks of the trade. And I'm I'm glad that,
2: you know, um, people like Charles out there who are able to really think through how to, you know, really make stuff look really good with a so-called shoestring budget. Which that is definitely a shoestring string budget. Dep- with all y'all did, yeah, like, that's was amazing. Like, I'm very impressed. I, I was definitely where Tim was, and we were more than triple what the actual budget was, which is insane.
3: Yeah,
0: I was like, wow, <laughs> oh my God. Well, I just want to stress, like, there's someone listening to this who's going, okay, but I don't have these connections, or I don't know how to do that, or do this, or, like, nobody in my family is in the film industry. And they're right. Like, it's much easier for some people than for others, but Keith is Keith is just a guy. Like, he is a guy who sat What's down that? and wrote a script. He's a normal nine person. <laughs> he's a normal he, a, a normal guy with, as far as I know, like, no, you know. He doesn't have a place in New Mexico where
2: he's got, you know,
0: he, uh, he he the Walter White. At the, end, at the end of the day, he sat down and, like, found the hours, or at the beginning of the day, found the hours to work on the script and beat it into shape, got Charles's attention, and got the thing made. And, you know, scraped together the money scraped together the actors like one step at a time and got his thing made and there isn't like some shortcut involved like he just put in the work and i just think that's so impressive and the fact that it's someone i know just my hat is off to you i'm incredibly jealous and it's incredibly inspiring yeah
2: man so yeah man we we appreciate charles you coming on and uh giving us your time to kind of talk through what y'all did for the moment uh, it is definitely a worthwhile film. Um, if people want to um, see the film, uh, when can they look forward to uh, like a timeline? If you happen to know an estimate of when they can um,
1: see it themselves online or elsewhere. Either you up? <laughs> I mean, right now, we I don't think we have a timeline right now because we're trying to get, like we said, everything straightened out with the audio. But I mean, like, would it be like next year probably sometime?
2: Well,
3: festival
1: circuit, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Because
2: yeah. it, that's gonna, what y'all trying to get, get ready for, right? First. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, All right, so yeah. you come
3: to a city or state uh near you in what's this? This is October. Yeah, definitely 2022. Uh, yeah. because certain the time frames, these festivals, they're like a year and a half, to two years as far as sometimes running the festival market when you submit to so many because of the time, you know, it has to come back around. So Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So uh, definitely
0: 2022. All right. Bet. You're gonna submit to Slam Dance in Memphis.
3: Yes, definitely are too Just suggesting. No, definitely. Uh, slam Dance is on the list. Um, and I just started. I just heard about and started submitting to um Andy
2: Memphis. Andy Memphis.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're coming up. They don't come up. I need. That.
3: Yeah.
2: I, I gotta know some people out there. I'm gonna have to look into that again. And right.
3: I, I want to shout out to you guys too. And then Tim what, what you're doing with, you know, the magazine and everything. Um, because that's 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 major. Uh Keith yeah, talks yeah. talks about it all the time, and I submit all the time. And so I see the movie maker magazine. I see that you know, these film festivals, and then I, I target those. And so to me, that's real huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I, you know, and I'm doing this podcast. That's that's major to me. So I literally. Oh, had <laughs> Actually, nothing,
0: nothing makes me happier than when somebody says they looked at one of the lists of film festivals and went down that list and applied and when somebody tells me that they got into a festival after doing that it 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 thrills me like i know a guy who just got into sit with a horror film and he didn't know about sit until he looked at our list and that blows my mind and the next one we're doing in the current issue um which i'll make sure you guys get is short film festivals so oh wow you know there's there are festivals out there for you and we should just have a talk someday about like if if you're thinking about festival strategy i'd be more than happy to talk about festivals that i think would be good
2: definitely it's cool cool yeah we're gonna make that happen man and uh man i hope everybody listening is getting inspired um getting creative juices flowing definitely uh, give me some additional motivation to get my stuff um, <laughs> across the board. Um, and it's funny because Tim's read uh, some I've been working on called Uncle Tom's Son for a bit. And uh, I'm like, that pilot is I feel like it's good, but I just it is keep good. holding on to it. Tra- so
1: I like it. I think you like it. it's pretty good.
2: Yeah, I got it. I got to get that finished, but we'll see. We'll see, man. But I, I hope other people are, are, you know, getting, getting that fire too. Um, man, we just got to, you know, work through and, and things can happen like the moment, um, which is again, like definitely worth your time. So when it's available next year, um, definitely check it out. Um, can't really wait to see what the general public uh, thinks after the fact too, but I know y'all got a great reception on the, um, on the opening. So um you know you did you record any of that like the, the people there I know you must have been pretty nervous from all those folks who me yeah
1: yeah I died what you mean like, like, <laughs> not I a public like, speaker still like, yeah, I took like three shots you know I ain't been in front of people since um college <laughs> yeah. uh, public communication and all that oral communication my bad. so yeah I was a little nervous but you know I got through it it wasn't
2: Mm-hmm. But, well you're gonna be doing more though so you know hopefully yeah. that, that practice was uh was good enough to get you started but uh any closing uh, thoughts before we uh wrap up i got one more thing to say go for it. one more one more thing to say uh the the feedback
3: that you guys have given has given us like i'm exp- inspired myself because we move so fast as creators and we don't get to stop and see okay what what did we just do you know what I'm saying? Like, what what just happened? So, listening to your words, Aaron, listening to Tim Words, and about the project that we did, I'm looking like, I'm listening like, really? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, it inspires me to keep going because, again, it's so many things in this world that could throw you off base. Like, you were just talking mm-hmm. about your family, what's going on. We have personal lives, that things is going. So, you know, mm-hmm. trying to do a movie and, and everything else, that's like, that's that's tough so this has inspired me like seriously like okay let's let's do it <laughs> let's get it so hopefully it inspired other people because if i created you know what i'm saying this and we we did all of this and inspiring me from what y'all are saying hopefully it's doing something to someone else because dude i mean it's been time so i'm just like man I you know, I may just have to be a regular person and um not saying anything <laughs> wrong with regular people, you know, the go you know, go to your your job, sit at the desk, come home, not say anything. But me for me, I just I just can't. I have to have something that that drives me and yeah. films drive me. I'm I'm moved when I'm when I watch something, say, Hey, I'm gonna go out and do this now, you know, and if a film doesn't move you, you know. Uh, the writer, director, and the team that do that did, didn't do their job. If none, no parts of the film moved you, you didn't, well, didn't do it. Well,
2: job. I was gonna say, based on your your dream project, I can definitely. I, I know, like you, you need to feel it in your bones, right? Oh right. yeah, I
3: path. I have to, I have to. Like, if uh, I watched some film, someone, some somebody dies, I'm like, dude, I don't even care that you die, <laughs> right? Because right. they didn't. That's they didn't a weird make, moment they too.
2: They didn't make me care about you, like. <laughs> Or, or, like, okay, what's, what's worse? The one where you don't care or the one where you laugh? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Both, man. That's right. Unless it's a horror movie. Oh No, yeah. well, I'm talking. You I, laugh. I, at... I, I don't want to even name it. I know of it I ain't going to name because, you know, whatever. We're not here to bash, but.
1: <laughs> well, you got to say something about Halloween head. Kills. No, I haven't watched <laughs> that one yet. Man, I haven't watched that one yet. Freaking hilarious. But, um. But, yeah, I think we should go close. I was just going to say one last thing real, real quick. quick. I know there's a lot of last things, but I'm with Charles. We both feel inspired. And um, I was just saying, too, for for people that just don't kind of know where to get started, you know, like just start with where you at. But I also feel I, I think I heard Will Smith talk about this, about putting yourself in the space with people that's doing what you want to do. Mm. So sometimes it's not so Super much about important. like feeling like you know what you got to do or get, having that secret sauce, but it's about like building like relationships with certain people, you know? Building relationships
2: uh-huh. with certain people. So, so, one thing when I was doing something, uh, when I was starting a business for a short period, mm-hmm. um, it's really helpful, you know, whether it's listening to a podcast or finding like a YouTube channel. Just somewhere where it's like, even if you don't know those people personally, like you feel like there's a community of people that giving you insights um, that are like your social media. You know, we can do stuff so with algorithms to cater them in such a way where we're like, we're getting things that are like right now, my feed on Twitter, for example, is like journalism, sports, film stuff, anime, fighting games, and like a few other, you know, niche things. Um, but, you know, you can cater things in your life that you use. Um, it ain't gotta be social media it can be all sorts of stuff but things that will constantly put you in that mindset and that energy and that frame of mind with people who inspire you also um, and do good work or very professional whatever it kind of gets you going find find that thing find those people find that energy and then grab a hold of it and like let that kind of power you to you know the next steps of whatever is going to be your passion right it's good it's very important to surround yourself with that uh but yeah so this has been awesome i really appreciate you guys again for taking the time and um i don't know what we're doing on the next one uh but it won't be as is you know definitely eventful as what we just talked about so again really proud of you guys and can't wait to see what's next
0: yeah fuck you squid game
2: (laughs) (laughs) 900 million dollar (laughs) ip Oh, well, I'll holler at y'all on the next one. All
3: right. Pete, you... See you. Appreciate y'all. All right,
2: now.